When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's Wednesday. Andrew brought afternoon coffee again. <laughs> and thanks, by the way. You're welcome. I think we determined my tab is at $5.64 Correct. on the coffee. Right. <laughs> I had the five on me. I don't have the 64. I'll catch you later. You got it. Yeah. It's because if you had given me six, I don't have change to give back to well, you. And, and I heard if this thing gets to 10, you start sending out collectors you know to some people let's just say it's uh they might be some family members some people saying. that really know how to hurt <laughs> <laughs> it's just ten dollars for coffee i'll get him man <laughs> how are you my friend good good will johnson andrew monaco with you by the way we expect matt simon to join us later mm-hmm. he's the busy one of the three but, true. <laughs> very true. But, but, you know, the coffee's going to come in handy today because you got the late tip. The late tip. Oh, Eight my gosh. A&M and LSU tonight from Reed. We've been playing 2.30 games on Saturday, yeah. and we've got the 6 o'clock game forever, and all of a sudden you drop the 8 on us for tonight. It'll yeah, be fun, though. Keep pumping the coffee. Go You'll be fun. just fine. I'll be good. Just I'll fine. be good. I just... I know where all the bathrooms are at Reed. <laughs> Does Dr. John Thornton? I think he knows about that. Yeah, that's why he's never in that first segment of halftime. I just told a little tale out of school, but Dr. Thornton's got to – then he's good the rest of the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to kill me. You know? He's too nice to kill you. You're good point. He may, he may have some words for you. <laughs> but – you know, you got a little boost of energy with what happened Saturday. Wow. Of all things yeah. to happen, what A&M gets that draw for yeah. the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Lo and behold, it's the league leader that comes here. Yeah. You probably didn't see it that way before the season. No, not at all. And the Aggies beat them by 12. Heck of a win. You know, it's funny. K-State's the team that comes in with the, with the great defense, and they've surrendered fewer than 60 points per game. They're not only top in the conference, but they're one of the best in the, in the nation. It ends up being the Aggies who hold them 
to 53. It was just a terrific performance, and it comes back to those are the ingredients for the recipes to success for the Aggies. They can't do it any other way, and I don't mean that in a mean way. That's what they have to do. The 2-3 zone was outstanding, probably the best zone they've played um, all year. And, and K-State was ready for it. That's the whole thing. That's, I think that makes it even more impressive. Um, and then offensively, obviously, you know, we see the benefit of Wendell Mitchell. Chuck was outstanding. Uh, second straight, great game for him offensively. Don't discount the defensive end, but it's just, just all those things about rebounding. But the only thing they didn't do is take care of the ball as well as they can. But other than that, they made right decisions. There were not a lot of empty possessions. Uh, they played from behind and were able to get uh, cut into that lead, and they were able to play from ahead, and they closed out a game. Those were yeah. all really good signs. And the Chuck Mitchell part of it, you see it happen, but how mentally tough is a guy when they go into the break and they don't have a point? Ooh. And then – Bam, he can – the resiliency to score 22 in the last Yeah, that's, that says something. And, and for a lot of guys, um, I think they allow that first half to carry over. Mm-hmm. It didn't for him. And, and, and I think this is, this is what most college players now need to learn. If you're not scoring, what else are you going to do? Because if, if you're not scoring and you're taken out of the game, you can't play. It can't affect you on the defensive end. Right. So can you rebound? It doesn't have to be a steal. Can you Is a good defense? Can you stop the penetration? So you're not scoring. That will come. And the way to do that is either attack and get to the free throw line or have your teammates set you up where you can with a, with a good shot. And, and that's what I thought is, is – Chuck had the same thing happen in that second half that was happening in the first half. He was at his place to score. And yeah. you could just see, man, he shoots it with confidence. It's really yeah. it's really good to see. He's fun to watch. Yeah. And well, it leads you to this week. Tonight, LSU, yeah. nationally ranked. Saturday, the number one team of the country comes to town of the Tennessee Volunteers. And I don't I mean, that's opportunity knocking Bingo. for these Aggies this week. And that's exactly what Josh Nebo was saying yesterday, that you, you, get a, you, this, you play for this. Mm-hmm. You, now, you still, have to, you still realize you, you, know, you can't peak to Saturday uh, and say, oh, the number one team's coming in because you have a, uh, an LSU team, another long winning streak, 19 in the country. Uh, they're, they're playing real well. The way th- what happened last year – You've still got that in your mind. Two great guards, a good front court. Um, Nas Reed, as is, is Billy Kennedy said, you know, he's a, he's a potential lottery pick. Two s- starters, if you want, really coming off the bench. Uh, but Josh was like, look, this is – and I think it started Saturday – because it was K-State on the five-game winning streak, and K-State was knocking on the door of the ranking. So, um, and, I, and I hope that in the back of their mind, it's also that the last time they won a game beating Alabama, they did not play well in front of their own fans at Reed Arena. So can you remember, back to your line, can the moment become momentum? Right. They didn't do that last time. Let's let's hope that they can do that do that this time because it's a it's a great week of college basketball. All right, on Monday, Andrew uh, with the Billy Kennedy Radio Show at Rudy's, obviously caught up with the coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's his show, that's but, right, and he was present. Yes, so. yes he was. <laughs> uh, moment in there where you guys talked about a couple things: Florida, JJ Chandler, and really 
an LSU preview uh, from Coach Kennedy uh, that we'll get you here in a minute. Yeah, because uh, uh, Coach wanted to bring up Florida because it was a great first half. Didn't play 40 minutes. But Saturday wasn't an aberration. So really, this is the way the Aggies have been playing. Uh, so he wanted to make sure to go back to what they did so well against Florida. J.J. had a really good game against Florida, not just offensively, defensively. Didn't play Saturday, should play today. He was back at practice yesterday, and then he previews, uh, as you mentioned, the LSU Tigers. All right, we'll do that right now. This is Andrew and Coach Kennedy from Rudy's on Monday night. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the game earlier last week against Florida Tuesday in Gainesville where the Aggies raced out to a 49-36 halftime lead, fought in that second half. I don't think Saturday is such a surprise against Kansas State because we saw a lot of the same ingredients to success on Tuesday against Florida last week. Especially the first half offensively, we really moved the ball and obviously Chuck had a good night. I think we made nine threes that game, and when we can make nine, hopefully we can get to ten soon. We may need ten against LSU because they're really talented, but when we shoot the ball like that and can can score 46 points and a half, it it takes some pressure off your defense. And Unfortunately, the second half, we gave up more points than we we scored, and Florida shot the shot the blood out the ball, (laughs) we like to say. They made 18 threes, which is phenomenal. And some of them were contested, not all of them. I wish we could have done a better job on it, but they did a really good job of of taking advantage of the few turnovers we had in transition. They, they hit some big shots. Offensively, J.J. had a good game also for you. I I like because J.J.'s ever-expanding game, if you will, he got himself to the free-throw line. He hit himself a, a three in that game. Just uh, Defensively, you always know he's usually one of the first on the floor. This is another guy on this team whose game just keeps getting better. He, I know he has to play more minutes, but he seems to be flourishing in this new role. Yeah, he's playing a lot of minutes and uh, he's playing better and he's made a three the last couple of games which really gives him confidence because he spends a lot of time working on his shot and he's taking good threes he's starting to understand his role and he's being a driver more and a slasher more than trying to shoot perimeter jump shots so that florida game that you have and i and i know it ends up with a loss and you have kansas state but you go back to the the stretches against kentucky and the win against alabama and how you played uh, at times for arkansas are we seeing some of that identity now for this team because there have been some stretches where this team looks darn near unbeatable well, I don't know about being unbeatable, but we were playing better and, you know, we're playing the game the right way. We're taking care of the ball for the most part um, and being more selective offensively and playing hard. I, you know, when you play hard and compete, you give yourself a chance. And sometimes it's all I can ask as a coach. And, you know, I know we need to be more efficient at times, but we played hard and play with more personality. And that's what we're going to need to do in these next two games. We're, we wear down like that. It seems like we get tired the last few minutes of the game, which is a concern of mine. And, uh, and hopefully, like tomorrow, we won't we won't do a whole lot trying to get rested mm-hmm. and get ready to play, so we can have all that energy against a good LSU team. Whether well, backcourt uh, and the way they play, uh, high intensity. Would that be a way to describe it? High intensity and very very talented. Uh, their guards are. Tremont Waters is probably the best point guard in the league, and that's saying a lot in this league mm-hmm. right now. Offensively, he's such a factor. He, he beat us by himself last year, really twice, and uh, he's got a lot more weapons this year than he had in the last year. This is the most talented LSU team since their Final Four run about 12 years ago. Yeah. So um, it, it's a talented group, and 
when offensively they they got size, they got athleticism, and they got really good guard play. And uh, we're going to have to do a, a good job on the glass and take care of the ball and to, to to give ourselves a great chance to beat them. Between Waters and Mays, they like to attack. They like to get their points from the free throw line as well, don't they? And they're good free throw shooters. Mm-hmm. I think they shoot as a team 79% from the free throw yeah. line. And they get there a bunch and. Nazir Reed's one of the best freshmen in the mm. country, and he's a potential lottery pick. He, good chance he won't be there next year, which is a good thing. And uh, then they have another big kid from a transfer from Oregon, who's a senior, a one-year player, who's blocking a lot of shots. And you got Emmett Williams. I mean, they, they, they're, they're a very talented yeah. team. Any chance that that game on Wednesday goes seven overtimes? Because A&M LSU has a little bit of a, of a history. Yeah, I'd take it if I, I knew the outcome was going to be what it is. That was my next question. You'll take 74-72, won't you? Yeah. On the A&M side. Yeah, because they're averaging about 83 points yeah. a game. And if we can keep, we're going to have to keep them in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully then. To, to be right there to get to get the win really interesting the different styles that you meet almost game to game throughout the conference and then you throw in k-state that's a very different style from from lsu your guys have to adjust yeah uh, i think kansas state was 310 pace team in the in the country out of 360 teams lsu's probably in the top 30 mm-hmm. with pace of play because their guards are so good so Coach Billy Kennedy and Andrew from Rudy's Monday night. Uh, each week you can catch him uh, over there and a little barbecue. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's always a nice little You talk an hour with Billy Kennedy, plate. right? You get to talk basketball and whatever else he wants to talk about. Yeah. And then barbecue. I mean, it's awesome. It's called, it's called a win-win. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but tonight, Reed Arena, 8 o'clock, A&M and LSU, the Tigers nationally ranked. 7.30 Bud Light tip-off show with Andrew and Dr. John Thornton. We'll come back. We'll talk a little more hoops on this edition of Studio 12 on The Zone. Will and Andrew back with you from the south end zone of Kyle Field and, and joined now. Yes. We're always appreciative when Matt Simon takes time out of that busy schedule to step on in. Hey, Hello. guys. Hello, Matt. <laughs> How's it going? How are you? Thanks for the coffee. You're welcome. Would you like to share the minutes of the meeting with us? This worked day? out well. No, you, no, you don't need that. <laughs> you know what? This worked out well. I, I walk in late, don't have to do part of the show, and I have a coffee. He's always me. got afternoon coffee. It's a victory. We're seeing a trend. You know, here, and right? if he's on the road next week with basketball, what do we do about coffee? Are we, do we have students? Do you have students? No, I'm saying does Andrew, can you? Uh, wouldn't that fall into other duties as assigned? For yeah, staff exactly. Member? There's always those job I gotta go, descriptions. I got to go through my contract all over again. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> see, because if, contract that's, if, if that's in there and I don't have them, I did something wrong. I uh, know. <laughs> you, you wasted a whole football season. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but, uh, podcasting continues from this very room. Yeah, you guys. Uh, Andrew's got a new one. Yeah, we uh, you know and you play part of the Billy Kennedy radio show or yeah. the first segment yep. that is available every night that it airs on the podcast and then uh, your next episode of conversations featuring an Aggie basketball player with uh, Mech yeah. Mecco with video. Yeah, we've upped the ante now. Yeah. We stepped our game up. I'm telling you, I never it's 2019, sh- man. <laughs> this is going to be big one day. Uh, Christian Mekawulu, fun little interview. It's cool, really cool, and it's 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 always nice to learn a little bit more and. I, in the back of my mind, I kind of wish he hadn't switched over to basketball because I want to see a 6'8", 240-pounder play soccer. That's what I'd like to see, not in goal. And that's one That's one 
of the topic. Just but one a, of them. Just a, but just a great journey. Uh, terrific family. Um, I really enjoyed sitting down and, and, and talking. And since he's so new to A&M after playing at, at Tennessee State, it was, like, it was a lot of fun to get to know and so here's a portion of that uh, that Conversations podcast. Again, 12thman.com slash podcast. We hope you guys enjoy it. That's why we bring this to you on the radio show to give you a taste of what you can get if you subscribe for free to try to give you an insight into some of these kids that you see. You know, he's going to be playing tonight. Got a big game tonight, big game Saturday night as well. Two ranked teams coming in to read. So Christian Mekawulu and Andrew on this week's episode of Conversations. The journey to Texas A&M for you uh, is probably unlike any other player, <laughs> not many other athletes, student athletes here on campus, uh, got to Texas A&M this way. How'd you get here? Where do I start? <laughs> well, uh, actually, I, I came from Nigeria uh, through a camp out here in uh, the States, in Atlanta, Georgia. I went to high school in Atlanta, Georgia. Went to college for four years at Tennessee State, down in Nashville, Tennessee. And graduate early, so I got hurt. Then for my last year, I decided to come here. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. It is great to have you here. And I know this was a this was a staff that was very excited to have you come. If you could talk about the relationships and how, I mean, you you really get recruited twice, don't you, to go to Tennessee State, and then coming here to Texas A and M. First of all, talk about what that was like to be recruited. And then I'm going to follow up with two very different recruiting angles, wasn't it? There, you, had a, you had a lot more eyes on you the second time around. Yeah. But, but talk about that recruiting process, if you would. Well, the first time when I was getting recruited, I wasn't highly recruited coming out of uh, high school. I probably got recruited by like me majors and probably one uh, high major if Texas Tech is considered a high mm -hmm. major. Yeah, went not around here. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got the only high major school I guess Texas Tech that uh, offered me was Toby Smith and his uh, mm -hmm. staff. I ended up at Tennessee State because I just I felt more comfortable with the coaches at Tennessee State, and I connected with one of them, which was uh, head assistant Coach Peel. Mm -hmm. We we became real cool, so and I had fun. It was a good four years. And I got recruited here. Yeah, which was it's just a, a blessing. Really, I'm happy to be here. I really came here because uh, BK and the staff they were real genuine. And it's crazy. Like when I graduated from uh, Tennessee State and was getting recruited for my grad transfer, I had all type of schools. <laughs> like trying, to, <laughs> it's crazy. Talking about all type, like every every high major in the country, probably except Duke and mm -hmm. Kentucky. Mm -hmm. But I decided to come here because I felt like it was a good fit for me. The coaches were real. Like I, I connected with the coaches, and I decided to come here. You mentioned genuine. I don't know if there's a better word to describe what it's like here in Aggieland. That's yeah. that's the perfect world a word, isn't it, genuine? Yeah, it is. It is. It, you don't. You don't. In college basketball, you don't like. Not every coach has the, should I say, the right thing in mind for their players. Mm -hmm. But me coming here and talking to Bill Kennedy, uh, Billy Kennedy, uh, Coach Urich, and the rest of the staff, I just like connected with them right away. I could just like feel the genuineness in them. So 
that was one of the reasons why I, I decided to come here. Is that the biggest thing when it comes to recruiting, the feel and how comfortable you are either on a campus or, or with a coaching staff or with other players? Me coming here as a grad transfer, like I've already been in college for four years, so mm-hmm. I was looking for something different, mm-hmm. like a coach I could trust and you know play for. But coming out as a freshman, when I was a freshman, I mean, I just wanted to go, you know, campus life. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about the coach. I was looking about the basketball part. <laughs> it was all about like, okay, where can I have fun and yeah. play basketball? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's, that's how we all chose to go to college. You know that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that was it for me coming out of high school. I just wanted to go have fun in college and play college ball. I didn't care about the coaches, if they were good coaches or not. But I ended up, you know, having a good relationship with coaches out there in t- Tennessee State. But the second time, it was it was way different because I wanted to go. Cause I have one year, like one shot at it. I mm-hmm. wanted to go somewhere. I could trust the coaches and, you know, trust them enough to, to like, help me uh, carry on to my next step in life. So, And I entrusted my uh, career to Bill Kennedy because I felt like he could do that. When did you come over to the States? Uh, I was – well, I came over to the States twice. I came for a camp, went back home. I came over when I was 14 mm-hmm. for a camp in uh, Augusta, Georgia, then when I got recruited to my high school, got offered a scholarship, then went back home to like, get my F1 visa to come back for school. So I came here when I was 14, went home, and came back when I was 15, probably like the next year. Did a young Christian Mekawulu ever think that he would be here right now at 23 years old? <sighs> Not really. Not really. I mean, I, I started playing basketball real late, so I really was just playing because obviously I had a dream to, like, play professional. So I started playing and just hoped and worked my way up. Hoped I, hope I worked my way up to, you know, playing at the highest level, and it happened. Man, <laughs> it's crazy what it did happen. If it wasn't basketball, we could be talking to Christian Mekawulu, the soccer player, right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I started playing soccer when I was really like three. My dad got me a soccer a ball. I've been playing. It's like it's like a soccer is like a it's like a national uh, sports back home. So it's like every kid I grew up plays soccer. It's like everywhere you play in the street, play at school, everywhere. So I was used to playing soccer. I started. Play, I was playing soccer till I was up to like fourteen. Even when I started playing basketball, I was still playing soccer mm-hmm. until I had like an opportunity to uh, play. Like I, I took it real serious because yeah. okay, I can do this. Yeah. And I, I quit playing soccer, but I still play like on my uh, on my hub days. Yeah. Like probably like at the end of the season, like during the summer, I go back. Me and my homeboys, we hang out. We play soccer every time, every summer. I do not miss playing soccer every how, summer. How competitive are those matches? Oh, it's real competitive. <laughs> trust, it's very competitive. You trying to show up? Like I still got it. <laughs> yeah, it is. There yeah. aren't many six eight. Six soccer. nine soccer players are there. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but I'm, I'm pretty skilled. I feel like if I kept playing, I'll, I'll probably be real good. I'm pretty skilled. Has the footwork of soccer helped you in basketball? I, it probably did because I pick up like basketball real fast. Like like I said, like uh, starting late, I, 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 I started playing real late. So it's like I feel like soccer kind of like helped help me with my uh, coordination and stuff for basketball. Mm-hmm. 
But, yeah, I think it did help. Second youngest of seven mm-hmm. in your family? Yes, sir. Close to being the baby. Yeah, I, I thought I was a baby until six years later. My sister, I'm like, what? <laughs> you had to give up the title. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, what? Where did this happen? It's been six years. Like, I thought y'all was done. <laughs> And then it's no longer a family of six. It's now yeah, seven. That's crazy. I was I was kind of mad, like being a, like because I I got everything I wanted. I knew her coming. It's like oh man. And then being a girl, a yeah, baby girl, yes. you're done. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Pushed, pushed right off the podium, right off yeah, the mantle. That kind of made me mad because I thought I was the last one. It took six years. Like, all my siblings are, like, older than each other by, like, two, three. I'm like, okay, I think I'm, I'm the last one. Six years later, sister. I'm like, what, bro? That's a harsh, that's a harsh life lesson right that's there when crazy. you're that young. I know. Okay. I'm going to take you now on the court. Because no one does it more than you do. What's it like to take a charge? Ooh. I mean, it's just, it, it's, I feel like if, if you want to win, and it's like, you you, you got to do whatever it takes for a team to win. And me taking the charge, if that's the way I, I can help a team win, I'm going to do that every time, every opportunity I have to do it. You put your body on the line, though. Man. There's no pads. No, nothing. You don't flop. I mean, they they run into you. They right. It's something I've been doing since like my freshman year. So it's like I know how to like uh, I guess fall the right way. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if that's what I gotta do to help the team win, I'm gonna do that. I block shots when I can. Take charge when I can. I mean, I can't block shots all the time because mm-hmm. I'm not the most athletic guy. So yeah, I'll do what I have to do to get stops on defense. And again, you can get that in its entirety. Andrew Monaco and Christian Mekawulu conversations on our free podcast, Studio 12. You can search Studio 12 in the uh, in the podcast uh, store on the uh, Apple iPhone. Also, you can go to 12thman.com slash podcast and subscribe uh, today. We've got coaches radio shows on there. This show is on there. If you want to, you know, if you didn't get enough fun out of listening to it live on the air, you can it could be delivered straight to you. If it's you want to laugh more, it's a great deal. <laughs> it's a great deal. Uh, we're going to expand to baseball and softball here in a little while as well. We're trying to feature and, uh, a lot more of our coaching staff. I'll throw this at you. We will begin taping the baseball podcast tomorrow. We will do so with shortstop Braden Shoemaker. He'll yeah, be in the pretty, ball, so. pretty good. One of the topics of conversation might be his teammate Logan Foster and his one-hour PE that he's taken this semester ice skating. Really? We want to pick – yeah. Braden's brain about Logan Foster's ice skating class. Can I preload it into my podcast? And I would <laughs> like get it for the trip, now, get it for the flight. I, I got a feeling this needs to come with footage too. The the, the ice skating class. Yeah. Actually, we're, we may have to. Yeah. We're gonna have to send some people out to get some video of that. Yep, yeah. no yep. question. So we'll get that. I out get soon. one of my students to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now i got to get students. Pending a check of the contract. <laughs> but we'll get that going tomorrow. Taping it. Uh, Aggie fans, for all your printing, large format sign and mailing needs, call Alpha Graphics of Bryan College Station, the preferred printer of Texas A&M Athletics. You can reach them at 979-779-1234. Studio 12 returns after the break on The Zone. South end zone of Kyle Field. Will Johnson, Andrew Monaco, Matt Simon with you. Andrew's got the call tonight, Texas A&M basketball against LSU, 8 o'clock tip time, 7.30 Bud Light pregame show. Big week for Aggie men's basketball. We've got two ranked teams coming in, LSU tonight, number one Tennessee on Saturday. Shifting focus a little bit and 
We were talking about this on last week's show, that it's getting to be that time, February and March. I mean, the West Campus is buzzing mm. with just about everything, both basketball teams, both teams on the diamond, baseball and softball. I mean, you can get the tennis teams in action. We've got a new track stadium. They're going to start <laughs> running outdoors. Yep. I mean, there'll be Saturdays in February and March where you could catch maybe as many as four or five Aggie teams at home and get to two <laughs> or three events yes. on a weekend. And what's coming fast is Aggie softball, Matt Simon. You'll have the call of a lot of those games on the SEC Plus package. And new poll, preseason poll came out. The Aggies got a young team this year, but they placed them in the top 25. Yeah, almost a completely different look if you uh, follow this team last year pretty heavily. Uh, it's going to look a lot different this year with a turnover and some transfers as well. But the Aggies 20 in the preseason poll. Once again, the SEC is pretty good, Will. Uh, the Aggies number 20. You got Florida, number five, Georgia, number seven, Tennessee, eight, South Carolina, nine, LSU, 10, Alabama, 11, Arkansas, 12, Kentucky, 15, Auburn, 17. If you're counting at home, and I had to do it in my hand because I You need another hand. Right. Ten <laughs> SEC teams in the top 20. And look how long it took you to just get out of the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the top 12. They yeah. were all 5 through 12, it seemed, yeah. right there. And uh, with the way – it's going to be, you know I, – I, and I've talked with Joe about this. Uh, but speaking of that, we're going to have her on the show Friday, so mm -hmm. we can definitely bring this up as well, uh, as Friday will mark one week until the start of the softball season. Uh, I think it's going to be a challenge for them this year because of the youth and because of the, the strength, the ridiculous strength of this league, coupled with the fact that the way this the SEC schedule flips – um, you don't always play the same teams every year. So there is usually one year where it might be considered a little um, lighter, maybe, whatever that term means in this league. And there are years where it can be considered pretty ridiculous. This would be one of the pretty ridiculous league years for the Aggies. <laughs> uh, coming to Davis Diamond, and you heard all these ranked teams this year, LSU comes here, Alabama comes here, uh, Florida comes here, Arkansas comes here. And then you go to Tennessee, you go to Missouri, you go to uh, Auburn. Uh, you know, I mean, just it's 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 crazy, and I'm sure I forgot somebody there as well. Um, then the Aggies out in California are going to play a, a really strong field that's going to include UCLA and Oregon, Arizona State as well. Joe never backs down from a, a tough schedule. Uh, all of that gets started next Friday against uh, Cal Baptist in Northern Colorado in the first of the Aggies tournaments. Now that being said, they are young. They lost. A lot. They lost the six seniors. They lost some key kids that have decided to move on and, and transfer. One of them, I think, just kind of was done playing. Um, you got one, kind of two starters back. You've got Riley Sarton, who I believe is moving to shortstop, although we can check with Joe on that. Uh, she was third last year. And Kelby Fortenberry, who established herself in the lineup near the end of last year in the outfield. Other than that, you got pretty. I mean, you lost your center fielder, right fielder, second base, first base, catcher, uh, shortstop, and two pitchers. So that being said, they got some holes to fill. They brought in some transfers. You know, with everything that went on in the offseason with this team, one of her constants was she really likes the attitude of this group. She likes the energy in the dugout. She likes the energy in the locker room. So. I think that this team is, is going to surprise some people. You know, they're not going to have a lot of expectations nationally with the strength of this league. A lot of times teams in this league can just kind of hang around and they're not making crazy waves. And then you get to postseason and they start they start whipping on some people. You know, this is a league that the last two years, every single team 
has gotten into the NCAA tournament. We don't know if that's going to happen this year. We'll see. But right. it shows you the strength of the league. I mean, you got teams, um, you know, Arkansas. I think it was Arkansas last year that finished last, and or maybe Mississippi State, and and they made the NCAA tournament. Uh, the Aggies are hosting the SEC tournament here at uh, Davis Diamond, uh, second week of May. So I'm excited to see what this team is going to do. Uh, this year, I think uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting. I, I know Joe, this is, I think, the, let me put it this way, and I'm going to ask, we'll ask her this Friday. I think this is, this kind of year is one of the years and the reasons why she likes to coach. Yeah. You know, yep. because I think she's going to see a bunch of growth out of this group, and it's going to be who steps up, who wants it, who's going to take care of what. And um, again, all that gets started on uh, February the 8th, which is a week from <laughs> Friday. And by the way, if you haven't been out to that stadium, gorgeous yeah <laughs> you probably Beautiful. want to go check it out it's it there's nothing it like more it in of college. a soft opening late last year yeah not yeah. everything was functional but you get all the bells and whistles it is season. there is nothing like it in the sport frankly in 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 college yeah. and really anywhere uh, in the sport of softball it is beautiful there are wide concourses tons of seating yeah. uh, a lot of amenities for fans uh, plenty of shade if it's if it's hot you know if it's cold or you know there's places to go it's 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 special so if you haven't got a chance to go uh all that starts next week mm-hmm. i had an absolute blast uh with coach uh she was one of the ford ride-alongs not sure when that's going to come out uh but we had a great time talking yeah. so as you were talking about this team and and knowing all her success to see what this team's going to be in may this whole year so you have a great coach like her, a team that likes one another. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see how this, yeah. how, how that team grows. But I just had a, we had a great time. I mean, just a great time talking with her. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we'll take a break here on Studio Twelve, and when we come back to wrap up the show, we're going to bring in Travis Dabney, the one of the big wigs, the big cheese at the yeah. Twelve Man Foundation. <laughs> I'm going to tell him I called him that and see if he kicks me out of the room. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, when we come back. And again, Joe. Evans will be on Friday's edition of Studio 12, so make sure you tune in there. Back to wrap up the show here at Kyle Field in a bit on the zone. Welcome back, as always, to the south end zone of Kyle Field. Will Johnson, Andrew Monaco still with you. We've tossed Matt Simon yeah, and hit the eject button yep. on his seat. Yep. And we joked thanking him for his time earlier. Seriously, we thank the two gentlemen that have joined yeah. us for their time. These are busy men. Yeah, these are real, men. <laughs> real working men right here. No, you you have can real men. We, let's leave it at real men. Hey, men and working men and working men. <laughs> Happy to be joined to close this hour out from the Twelfth Man Foundation. Travis Dabney and Michael Solomon as well. A lot of projects on the plate. Like I said, working men here. A lot going on at the 12th Man Found. I love it when you guys can come from the north end to the south end, cross that 50-yard line. Yeah. You know, it just proves the relationship's still strong. Very. When you can step down here to this end of the stadium. <laughs> we, were, we were hoping to catch a little bit of that legislator's flag football game that's going Over on the 430 today? Yeah, yeah so yeah. – um, that should be that should be really exciting. Yeah, he's going to get out there for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, Travis Dabney, Michael Solomon joining us on uh, the final segment here on Studio Twelve. And speaking of projects, guys, uh, the, the the facilities that are on the way, so to speak, that you're working on, uh, campaigns underway. I know there's women's basketball project going on, uh, the Davis Player Development Center, and. Swimming and diving is all on your plate these days. Yep. Now, um, Will, 
Uh, appreciate you guys having us, Andrew. Really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, yeah, the uh, major gift staff down 12th Man Foundation, um, Jacob Green, Brady Bullard, Kelly Corcoran, Clint Dempsey, and that, that staff down there has done a great job working with um, the staff at uh, women's basketball, led by Gary Blair, to uh, put together a uh, renovation project for their uh, locker room uh, player area down there at uh, basement level over at Reed Arena. Um, we've gotten some great support from some longtime women's basketball donors and, frankly, some new folks that have come up. And so um, we've got that project funded and we're moving forward. I know the athletic department is looking forward to uh, tabbing an architect and uh, getting that project moving uh, full steam ahead. Uh, Major Gifts team has also been working with uh, Jerry Schmidt and the football staff here as it relates to um, the Davis Player Development Center, which I think one of the interesting points on that is is that facility – uh, memory serves correct came online in 2012 and we're already back in there doing a major renovation and so just a little bit of an indication of the um, hyper competitive environment in the SEC that we're living in um, you know keeping our facilities up to date um, top of the uh, top of the range here requires a significant commitment couldn't do this without our donors obviously and so we're deeply appreciative of the way they've stepped up and uh, so we, ha- we have had a couple of um, very significant lead donors step up for this project um, Dennis and Linda Clark Jim Sheffield and his wife Carmen and many others so we're, we're full steam ahead there and then on the swimming and diving project I know um, Populous has been tabbed as the architect for that project um, Hank and Ann Pop, our lead donors out of Fort Worth, were very generous there. We've had several others step up. And so you're going to be seeing at some point in the not-too-distant future um, coming out of the what I would refer to as the north side of the rec center and adding some square footage over there on the pool area for, for our men's and women's swimming and diving teams. So uh, really excited about that. Great opportunity. Thankful for our donors. Thankful for our staff. It's um, it's a it's a um, really exciting days around here as it relates to those projects. As always, wh- whether it's projects or anything with donations, 12th Man Foundation, just always your message, guys, on how people can get involved. What, what do they need to do to be a supporter of Texas A&M Athletics through you guys? Yeah, um, well, I think, um, and, and I certainly would want Michael to chime in on this, as this is really in his wheelhouse, but um, – you know, it doesn't matter um, the dollar amount. Um, uh, you know, it doesn't matter your age, any of those things. Uh, what really matters is is we, we want and um, we're striving for at 12th Man Foundation and within Texas A&M Athletics to be welcoming to everyone who wants to be a part of this family. Uh, whether you went to school here or not, again, age, dollar amount, we're welcoming. We want to bring you in. We have a spot for you. Um, and so, um, you know, that's, that, that's really my message. And Mike, I don't know if you want to add to yeah. that. Um, I think, you know, when you think about somebody who right now is sitting there and not currently a member, maybe not a season ticket holder and how they can become a part of it, whether season tickets are for them or not, um, supporters come in all, all types. So folks living out in California who are listening to the show, keeping up with Aggieland or, or living 20 miles away in, in, uh, Brazos County. Um, everything from purchasing a season ticket to making a campaign gift to one of the projects Travis was talking about to um, simply becoming a member. And we've actually got some exciting things coming on the membership front here pretty soon. We're going to roll out um, 
call it like a Netflix style membership, a monthly subscription. Um, you can kind of build your own package. We'll have some recommended levels, um, but you can put in what you're, you feel comfortable donating a month and we'll just keep that going for as long as, as you want to continue to contribute. See, I'm new to Netflix, and I'm starting to fall in love with it. I like what you said. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's right up my alley. But uh, Will, how are you just now figuring out what Netflix hey, is? If it's technological, I'm behind. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been well established on this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. But that's the way to stay in touch with the Aggie family. Yeah. Because it's not just here in Aggieland, right? Correct. And that's how they get to feel a, feel a part of it. Because once they get that, once you once you have that, then it's all embracing, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, and you know, We've got seven Saturdays in the fall here in this beautiful stadium where we get to host the Aggie family in our, you know, mm-hmm. in our home here. Everyone in athletics, 12th Man Foundation, really the entire campus opens up for Aggies from everywhere to come back or come back through the TV or through the radio. Um, and we just want to make sure folks, even if they can't make it back here, mm-hmm. that they're able to stay connected, feel like they're a part of it, um, that they can, you know, make a contribution that they're, they're, they're a little piece. You know, they're one of the bricks that's helping us with the success on the field and, and in the classroom for our student athletes and then beyond graduation. And those seven home Saturdays uh, that we'll see in the fall of 2019, I know uh, there's some message there with ticketing renewals. Uh, the timeline, I think, has moved up. Is that correct? As far as renewals on your season tickets. Yeah, that's correct. And so, um, Mike, why don't you um, why don't you why don't you give us a lowdown yes. on our timeline? So on football renewals, uh, folks are obviously chomping at the bit. Uh, we had a pretty exciting end of the year there. Uh, maybe an understatement. Pretty good New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> for sure. So we, uh, we actually started communicating to our season ticket holders back in November that we were going to move football renewals up to February this year, about a month earlier. Typically, we've, we've done them in March. Um, so those renewals actually start next Monday the 4th. Uh, all of our current season ticket holders will have the chance to renew Uh, Go on a payment plan if they'd like to go on a payment plan to pay for their tickets or pay it all at once. The deadline being March 1st. A couple things that does for us. Number one, lets us mail our tickets out to our ticket holders just a little bit earlier in the summer. Remove a little bit of the anxiety about when the tickets are showing up in the mail. And then number two, if we have some seats that come open after renewals, it gets our sales team that inventory a little sooner. Mm -hmm. So by, by moving the schedule up just a little bit allows us to make sure we get those seats refilled if, if we do have any seats come open. You know, we are currently selling season tickets, though, right now. Mm-hmm. You may remember back at the end of the football season at the last two home games, we had advertisements running in the stadium about get your season tickets now. So for somebody who, who wasn't already a season ticket holder, we've been selling them, letting them pick a seat um, right now. We've got seats open, um, you know, affordable options in the north end zone, south end zone. All the way to we've got some club seats in the All-American Club that we're selling. So folks can go on uh, 12thman.com. I think it's backslash football tickets mm-hmm. to, to buy tickets. Or they can give us a call, 888-99-AGGIE, and talk to one of our sales account executives. And, and those folks uh, will be happy to walk through all the options and make sure people have a, pl- a place to be here at Kyle Field in the fall. All right. Good stuff. Got about a minute left. And I know we're excited about some of the dedications we have coming up because this semester we we're discussing yeah. a little bit of this yeah. earlier davis diamond and full swing for aggie softball i say this semester that's a week away 
And we're going to run some outdoor track here, too, at Texas A&M with EB Cushing Stadium. Yeah, we, we're, we're really excited. And, and I know um, just had some, some visits with some counterparts in the athletic department. Um, you know, Davis Diamond dedication coming up here in concert with the opening of softball season um, is a really big deal. Uh, beautiful facility. And Monty and Becky Davis uh, deserve to be recognized out there for, uh, for what they've done. And then uh, EB Cushing a little bit later this spring uh the track and field facility which i got to tour through uh, a couple weeks ago when we had our all staff meeting there man what an unbelievable facility that is i find it hard to believe there's going to be any track and field program that's going to be able to compete yeah, with that no building doubt. so no it, really excited about that and uh, again really appreciate you guys having us down we thank you guys again these working men that's right they're they're the ones two, really taking two of time. the four yeah <laughs> two of the four there you go <laughs> fellas we'll talk to you soon thanks thank for you. the time thank you all right thanks to matt simon for andrew monaco i'm will johnson that's it for this edition of studio 12 on the zone yeah.